Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. It's not productive to just stamp a label on your head of I'm courageous or I have high integrity or whatever. That's like, you know, in sales, you're only as good as your last sale. That's a resting on your laurels thing that it's just not productive except for the self-image. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. The first step of personal growth is the willingness to look at anything and everything within yourself. Anything you refuse to look at is only going to create internal division. Facing your weaknesses is a very difficult thing to do, but it's something you become better at with time. Look for opportunities in your everyday life to reveal parts of yourself. Reveal not just to yourself, but to others, and you'll only grow stronger because of it. I'm excited to announce my next course begins March 31st, 2022, and it's called The Art of Asking Questions, Curiosity, Listening, and Intuition. I've been wanting to do this course for a while, and here's why. Curiosity is a superpower because it is upstream of all learning. When you are curious about something, you learn. When you're not, you don't. If you're curious about your own limits, they lessen. If you're curious about how you don't listen, you listen better. If you know how to ask good questions, your curiosity can express. It is hugely underestimated in our society how important curiosity is. Curiosity is a soul-level attribute. Therefore, its expression through questions is foundational to anything you want. Strength, intelligence, consciousness, resilience, confidence, focus, whatever. Because any quality you want calls you to ask powerful questions like, what's getting in the way of that? Why isn't it there yet? Do I really want it? Do I have the courage to pay the price? Whatever it is, it's always a function of curiosity. Only curiosity will see you through to the root answer, the root cause. Most people have no idea they lack curiosity. It's a blind spot. And that makes it, without exaggeration, the root cause of their problems. This course will give you the tools to change that. The Art of Asking Questions begins March 31st, 2022. After that, it will be available as an online course. I'd love to have you join us live. For more info, go to clearandopen.com slash questions. Again, that's clearandopen.com slash questions. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Just assume that because of our wounding and because of the enculturation that we have, that in one way, we're all cowards, myself included. We're all cowards. And in the same way you can learn to endure physical discomfort to get physically stronger, and all of you have experienced that, you can do the same with emotion. But 
it's a lot harder path because we're starting a lot weaker. It's like, you know, if, if you were to picture the, uh, 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 the emotional body of an average person as a physical body, it, to me, it looks like the pictures of the, um, uh, what the Jews looked like uh, after the end of World War II, emaciated, weak, on, uh, on the edge of literal starvation. That's what the emotional body of the average person in our society looks like. And, but then with like a layer of clothing and compensations on top of uh, addictions, uh, you know, food, sex, television, opioids, whatever it is, all of that stuff is on top of it, making life emotionally manageable or seem to be emotionally manageable. While on the inside, they're starving literally starving emotionally. So that's the place to come from of compassion with yourself. It's like, so what I'm saying is emotional discomfort, facing, for example, your own weaknesses, is a very difficult thing. Yes, and you can become stronger at it. It's, there's a, it's not quite a skill, but there's a uh, a resilience or an endurance or, you know, one discomfort at a time, the same way with vulnerability, revealing something about yourself that you don't like about yourself to another person. There's a fear there of, oh no, they're going to judge me. This is going to ruin everything. I'm afraid. And then you do it. And then there's like, oh, everything's fine. And you feel stronger after that, don't you? You feel stronger. What if you did that every day? What would happen? You know, there's, there's, it, 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 it's not a muscle that you're building, but it is emotional strength, emotional resilience, um, uh, the ability to include uh, all of yourself. You're undoing the split because all the way back to what I was saying about strengths and weaknesses, the false opposites, we, we walk around split as individuals thinking we've got to put as much of our strengths up front and lead with those so everybody sees what a good person we are. And then we put all of our weaknesses in back as best we can, and then we're split. But what about bringing it all together? What kind of emotional strength does that take to be able to hold? My strengths and weaknesses are actually two sides of the same coin. Even Steve Jobs said that. He wasn't even a spiritual teacher or a therapist. Even Steve Jobs got that. And he, he wasn't even a very good manager from what it sounds like, but he understood that. What would it be like if you took your weaknesses with you and didn't have to hide them or repress them and they got to see the light of day? What if that could help heal them? So that's the, the first step I'd say in any serious venture into um, personal, emotional, spiritual growth, the sort of basic, inviolable, fundamental premise is you have to be able to be willing to look at absolutely anything in yourself, anything and everything, and have nothing to hide, beginning with between you and you. That's the basic thing. Any amount of contraction you have anything you're not willing to look at will be an inhibition and, and create and uh, maintain that split 
between you and you and sap your power. Okay, I've been talking for a while. Questions, comments about this? What does it look like to, to bring them to the forefront and shine light on them? That's a really good question. I would say the, it can look like lots of different things, but the most easy to practice is what I, like what I talked about before, vulnerability. Sharing, here's a, 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 an intimacy game I learned from a colleague of mine once. Uh, you, you play, a, it's not really a, a game, but it's a construct. I'm afraid to let you know that. And then you share what you're afraid to let someone know. And then it's their turn. I'm afraid to let you know that. And pay attention to... Uh, and you you want to get into a big conversation. Typically, the the construction of the game is the person just says thank you. You can say a little bit more than that, but you don't want to get off track. You want to stay more or less quiet and feel what actually happens in the space between you and that person. I'm afraid to let you know that. That brings down the walls and lets the person into your world because Anything you're afraid to let someone know is by definition a weakness, perhaps, but it's something some part of you doesn't want someone else to know and has a bunch of reasons that it thinks are true. Why not? I mean, I guarantee, isn't it true that everyone here, myself included, don't we all have something, a, a thought, a judgment and that is about someone that we're afraid we can't tell them? And you've all had the experience of finally telling that person, usually when the pressure builds up, and you finally find the courage to do that, and then you do, and what do you find out? It usually brings you closer. And if you do it in a vulnerable way, in a sense of revealing eyebrows up rather than eyebrows down, a sense of revealing and exposing yourself, I have this, I'm afraid to let you know I have this judgment about you. And this is what it is. If you bring it that way and they get really pissed and ostracize you, well, then do you want to have anything to do with that person anyway? You win either way. You see? You win either way. And then, you know, in the next day, they may come back and apologize and go, I'm sorry I reacted to that. It's because what you told me was true and I had a hard time looking at that. Thank you for being courageous and bringing that. That's the simplest way I know that you can do with anyone anywhere. Just be careful about appropriateness. I would not suggest doing that with your boss unless you have an agreement already to do that. Um, But just look for opportunities to reveal, to reveal something about yourself. And notice, like, you know your weaknesses. And often what what you'll tell people, they already know, right? I'm afraid to let you know that Occasionally, I get hostile and judgmental, for example. Uh, you know, it's not about anyone in particular, I know. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and the person will be like, what? You think I don't know that? Right? And that's, that's sort of the, the, the joke in the end is on us because we hide these weaknesses or we try to. But the fact of the matter is usually people know they're there. They sense it or have seen it. They already know it's there. So why are we hiding it again? 
Oh, so yeah. So we stay split and never have to risk being all in one place all at one time. So that's my courage, uh, inspiration talk today. Find, find courage. And, um, you know, one more thing about this, uh, you've probably, some of you have heard me talk about the responsibility paradox that the way you become responsible is by looking at where you're not responsible. That's the way to get around the self-image of you ask a thousand people if they're responsible, have integrity, are courageous. Most, the vast majority of them will be like, oh yeah, that's me. And they'll follow them around for a week and see actually what they exhibit. So all of us have deficits of responsibility, integrity, courage. It's not a question of whether there are deficits there. There are. So it's not productive to just stamp a label on your head of I'm courageous or I have high integrity or whatever. That's, that's like, you know, in sales, you're only as good as your last sale. That's, that's a resting on your laurels thing that it's just not productive except for the self-image. You know, what's productive is, I mean, it's productive to be like, well, I sure seem to have a track record of courage or integrity or whatever, but what about this moment? Because in, in one way, that's the only thing that actually exists. You know, you ever get in an argument with someone and they're like, you know, call them on something and they're like, I'm, I'm a good person. <laughs> like, I'm not talking about who you are existentially or as a soul or who you've been for the last 20 years. I'm talking about this one thing that you did that was bad. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm a good person. That's the self-image saying, I can't do anything bad ever because I've already sine qua non assumed that I'm a good person. Therefore, everything I do is good. Which is, by the way, a side note, why I think we have the concept of evil in one way. Evil is a really cool concept because if you know and sense you're a good person, well, then you must only do good things, even though occasionally you make mistakes, but you could never do something really bad because you're a good person. And only evil people do evil things. When observationally, that's not the case. Hitler thought he was doing God's work. Uh, American colonists killed t- between 20 and 50 million Native Americans, it's estimated, in the name of God. The Crusades and so on. None of these people were evil. They all thought they were doing the right thing, just like you, right? We all think we're doing the right thing until we realize we're not, <laughs> right? But this idea of evil is like, oh, well, that is evil. Yeah, there's evil sometimes and evil people, and they're the ones who do the bad things. Have you ever met an evil person? You know, like in the movies, they're like, we will open the portal to hell and darkness will take over the world. And I love everything being angry and dark and sad. That's what I want. That doesn't exist. That's all made up. (laughs) But usually those people, even in the movies, they want power. And that's not evil. It's, you know, a little exaggerated, but, you know, power when it's used productively is good. So yeah, um, be courageous in looking at your weaknesses in your own self-interest of becoming emotionally stronger and finding where you're not courageous. I've been trying to avoid the word coward because that's really a loaded word in our society. But why is it loaded? You know, why is it that's such a big deal. We all have cowardice. We've all been cowards in one moment or another. 
it's not about never being afraid. And that's, uh, uh, I know I'm over. If anybody has to go, that's always fine. Uh, I'll just go one, one more minute or two. The, the root of courage is the same. Uh, it's uh, corare, I believe. It's the same root as corazón in Spanish, which means heart. And so the, the implication in the word is it's felt. You're feeling something. It's heartful. If you ask a thousand people what courage means, most of them will say something, some version of fearlessness. Now, what kind of crap is that? How impressive is it for someone to do something when they don't have fear? Right? It doesn't make any sense. Doing something because you're afraid or while you're afraid, doing it anyway, that's what courage is. And this, by the way, uh, is a common six thing. Sixes, everybody does this, I think, but sixes especially will wait around for something to become more comfortable before they do it. Sometimes that makes sense. Sometimes it's a lack of courage because certain things are not going to get any more comfortable. And so they require courage. So the, again, courage, it's not the absence of fear. It's the ability to be bigger than and take the fear with you. That's what courage is. And that we're not taught this in first grade is absurd. Because it's just so obvious. Okay, who would like to speak in front of the whole class? This says you say to the first grade class. And then, and then the teacher could say, who, who of you just got afraid? And you'd be so innocent. You'd, people would probably raise their hand, right? There'd be no shame. Well, yeah, I got afraid. Yeah, let's notice that. Look at that. Why do you think you got afraid? Long before the middle school self-image shows up where you've got to start performing, right? That's the time to try to nip it in the bud. You do that with a group of eighth graders, no one would raise their hand that they're afraid, right? Maybe one or two. And they'd be pummeled emotionally or physically at lunchtime later that day. That's the kind of, that's what we're taught about courage. Don't show your fear. What? Be courageous. Be fearless. Walk on the coals and not feel the pain. All of that crap. And then, you know, you start to hit, you get older and the, the exhaustion hits you of how, um, how much work it is to stuff all that down. And then you got to go back to all your childhood stuff and reclaim all those parts who wish they had teachers like that, et cetera. Okay. So I have no idea what the assignment is for next week, but I'll come up with something. And uh, in the meantime, be courageous. Look for opportunities to be bigger than your fear and take it with you. Thank you guys for being here. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.